Hello and welcome to another edition of the Third Shift Football Podcast. This time we talk about Thursday Night Football, take a look forward to the rest of the Week 4 slate, and ask the Dolphins one simple question. What the fuck? Hey everybody, how are you doing? Welcome to the Third Shift Football Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to us whenever you are, wherever you are. We hope you're having a great day. I'm Josh Atkinson, Neil Tarver. Neil, how are we doing tonight? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? Not bad. It's almost 11.20 on the East Coast. Uh, Thursday Night Football is just wrapping up. The Dolphins have 4th and 4 with 54 seconds to go. They're down 12. It's 27 to 15 uh, Bengals and Cincinnati were recording early because the game is over. And, you know, a little play-by-play here and there for you. Quinn Hurt, right? Right. Sure. There's a, there's a lot in this game. And I don't think anybody's really going to talk about the play of the game. There were some nice moments from both teams. But let's talk about the elephant in the room, Neil. Tua Tungavaloa. Brutal injury. It was obvious he was concussed the week not even a week before, four days ago on Sunday against the Bills at home. He's at a level one trauma hospital, which is probably the closest hospital to Cincinnati where this game is. So it's right in downtown. There's a lot to unpack. I mean, you just, you have to hope they weren't lying about last week. You just have to. And here's the rub. I don't think they, they were like the, you, he, had, <clears throat> This is such a systemic failure. It's so angering. And it's such it's such a scary thing to see. And it's the kind of thing the game fucking needs to get rid of. It needs to survive. I mean, Tua went down last Sunday, and everyone's response was, okay, that's definitely a concussion. And mind you, we're not all doctors, but he got up, he was staggering, he had a bunch of signs of concussion, and concussion protocol should have stated he should have been out of that fucking game. And So I have good news. I just saw that Tua is being discharged and should travel with the team. Okay, that's Miami, good. Which is great. But what Neil is saying is 100% true. As a journalist, you'd never want to assume. Yeah. And never. So but you see a lot of these hallmarks. There's no way. No way. He did not have a concussion a week before. I, I just can't buy it. No. And I mean, and so they put him back in, and that was already a talking point of like, how the hell? Like, it was enough of a talking point. The NFLPA launched an investigation. That was it was enough to be like, hmm, okay. And then this week it's slammed to the turf and instantly it's just terrifying to look at. It, it just his hand freezes up, which thanks for showing that for five fucking minutes, Amazon. Jesus. Not a good look, Amazon. Like, god damn, wait, like this one of those things where it's like, I get it. Like, there's to a to a degree you are you need to show the horrors of this sport. But at the same time, we do not need to run the second fucking replay. We all know what goddamn happened. No. And so he's laying on the ground, and clearly this is terrible. And we're looking at a situation now where that could be a second concussion in four days, and that's bad. That's potentially season-ending. That's potentially fucking career-ending. And you just got to wonder yourself, well, we need to look at the Dolphins, and we need to look at the NFL, and we need to figure out how the fuck we got to this point. I agree. Because you mentioned it. This could be career-ending. Career ending, not season ending, career ending. First of all, the NFL has a concussion protocol. 
which I haven't seen it been this awful with a one player since it's really been in place for a few years now. Um, the Dolphins lied. There's no other way around it. You're, you just don't react that way unless – and hopefully I'm wrong. I want to be wrong. But, you know, we are in a world of hot takes, and I'm going to give you a hot take. They lied, and they put Tua's health at risk. 100%. And the NFL not stepping in, and the NFL PA not stepping in to protect Tua is Bush League on epic proportions. People need to be fired in the NFL. People in the front office need to be fired. And I know you're not going to fire a brand-new coach who has a lot of promise, but his seat better be a little warm after this because as an owner, now this owner is a piece of shit for the Dolphins. Everybody knows that. But if I'm a fan, I'm furious. That's the franchise. Imagine if this happened to Patrick Mahomes. People would be calling for Andy Reid's head. Mm-hmm. They'd be calling for the GM's head. They're shit. They would sell, they tell the owner to sell the team. It's just they would, right? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of happened. Uh, he got concussed against the in the twenty twenty one playoffs. He got concussed against the Browns, and like he came back a week later, and I think it was fine. But like people were talking about, people were like freaking out about it, and that it's a fair reaction. I mean, it's just you don't want to see anyone go around like that, and then you especially don't want to see your fucking franchise player go down like that. It's just, it's a bad look. It's a terrible look. And I, I hope the NFLP investigation legitimately, and this is not to say they won't fudge the things, legitimately turns up they didn't do anything wrong, but I have trouble believing that. It's just, it's terrifying. And this is the exact kind of thing that needs to be gone if this sport needs to survive. Like these are the exact kind of bullshit that needs to go to the wayside. Yep. I agree. You got anything more to add to it? I, I, I've said my piece and glad he is at the hospital. Yeah, that's very going good back to the team. That's good. He has movement in all extremities. If you didn't see that in the broadcast or on social media, so uh, well, I just have to keep up to date with Miami Dolphins Twitter account. Please follow all major NFL beat reports. Ian Rappaport, Adam Scheffner, they're going to be really on top of this. You, this you don't a, have to follow Scheffner. I would fair. I'm just saying follow the big guys because this is the story of the week. This might be the story of the season. To be truthfully honest with you, because. This is a black eye on the NFL. Major black eye. Because this is why people don't want their kids playing football. Is these kind of injuries. As for the game, Neil, a little better than last week. I think I was really impressed by how Miami hung in there with their leader, their franchise quarterback being taken out of the game. I thought Teddy, outside of his pick that cost in the game, because they removed the ball with Teddy pretty well. Um, I was pretty impressed with what Miami did, but I was also impressed with Cincinnati did at times. Yeah, uh, Cincinnati did look somewhat better tonight. I really did thought think that Miami's pass rush would give them a lot more problems than they did. Now, don't get me wrong. It was not perfect. There was issues. But, yeah, Cincinnati, there's a little more hope, even though I think some of Miami's defensive calls were a little fuck around and find out. Um, on the other side, it's kind of a shame for the Dolphins because they were definitely the better team in the first half. They're moving oh, the ball 100%. much better. And yeah, I think two and Teddy to a Teddy Teddy played very good in relief, but he clearly wasn't as good as Tua, and it kind of sunk the offense. Despite one great deep shot to Tyree kill, 
beyond that, the offense just looked a lot worse with two and not out there. And that kind of sucked this game. Uh, can we talk about the Dolphins uh, on multiple important downs in this game, playing single high press coverage on the Cincinnati receivers and just getting fucking toasted? The or, they, final... or, or trying to run the ball up the middle against the Cincinnati front seven. That's incredible. Yeah, that one, as much as I hate that, that's an everybody send. Like, everybody does that. Everybody does it. But yeah, you can't play single high against Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Hayden Hurst. Like, the pivotal, that pivotal play at the end of the game where they hit Jamar big for the first and goal set up. Like, the game. Why are you, like, actually, another one, the T. Higgins, the T. Tyler Boyd. I was, I think it was Boyd. Tyler Boyd got the big play, but T. Higgins was also single high. For the touchdown, the thing you you can't. If a team, we said it last week, and we will continue saying it, you can't play single high coverage against teams that have a really good receiver room and a good quarterback. Can't. No, it's just not as much in the cards anymore. You might get them once or twice, but they will get you. I mean, the Chiefs found this out last year. Like they kept. Spagnolo kept doing this against the Bengals last year, and they just kept getting deep bombs to chase. It's like, why the fuck are we doing this? And I mean, I figured the Dolphins would have learned their lesson after last week, where last week it feels like after the halftime, they shat in that co- shat, sat in that cover to shell more. And that seemed to really work against the Bills. The freaking Bills. Why not take that philosophy into this game? Why are you press covering all these people? It's that kind of weird coaching decisions that are just like, why? And that's ultimately what lost the Dolphins this game because it feels like a lot of the big plays that Cincinnati's been lacking happened this game because they were sat in terrible defensive coverage. What do you think Miami needs to do moving forward? Because two is not playing for weeks, maybe the yeah, rest of the season. They need to get Tua figured out. Like they need to like make sure he's good and make sure he does not come back any earlier than he needs to. Be right, maybe next of the year. Um, they need to get Teddy more involved. I think there was a couple of miscommunications while he was out there. You just got to get him more worked into the offense because you have the support structure on the I Miami agree. offense. They, they have the weapons to work with Teddy. And then on your defense, you just need to stop being so berserker, basically, because they blitz a lot. And mm-hmm. that's fine to a degree, but you need to learn you can't do that against every quarterback, which is what I thought they kind of showed last week. This week was a little different story. Um, Tyreek Hill had a bounce back game, 10 catches for 160 yards. The schedule kind of favors the Dolphins a little bit. They get the Jets on the road, then the Vikings and Steelers at home. Uh, Steelers is Sunday night football, and then at Detroit, at Chicago, and then the Browns at home. So their schedule is favorable if they rest Tua. I just don't know how long he's out. We we may not know for a day or two, maybe not till Friday afternoon. I don't know. It's tough to say. I mean, Amazon Prime, their post game right now, the game's over 27 15, Cincinnati. Um, covered a three point spread, two and a half spread, whatever we said on Monday night. I can't quite remember. The spread finished at three and a half before kickoff. All they're talking about is Tua and the injury. Well, and they got four so. players up there. They got Ryan Fitzpatrick. They have Andrew Whitford. Uh, um, no, I butchered his last name. Help me out. Left tackle for the Rams last year. Whitworth. Whitworth. Um, they also have Richard Sherman out there. They got former guys, right? I'm, su- I'm surprised Richard Sherman isn't just going off. Well, they have Michael Smith up there. He used to be an analyst for ESPN. If you watched uh, like around the horn or anything like that, I mean, they're talking about it. And I mean that this is the story 
of the season is what happened to Tua. Like, they're going to have to relook at concussion protocol. And it's a damn shame. We actually had a good Thursday night game. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, uh, tough luck on there. But um, anything you want to add before we go to the rest of the games of the week? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, another dour note. Um, rest in peace to former Cowboys tight end Gavin Escobar, who apparently uh, died in a rock climbing accident today. Oh, yeah, he was 31. Rest in peace. All right. Yep. On, on that note, um, again, we thank you for listening to this podcast. We're on most podcast platforms. We're on Apple, Google, and Spotify. It's been a little dark with the news of uh, the Cowboys player and our hearts and prayers are with those in Florida, Southwest Florida with uh, Hurricane Ian going through there. Um, be uh, sure, reach out to your loved ones because as we know, anything can happen. But again, we thank you for listening to this podcast. Neil, can you believe that week four is here? Like the rest of the games we're going to look over? Yes. That I don't. I mean, yeah, week one was like three weeks ago. And we have a 9.30 a.m. kickoff in no. London? No. Come on, no, I'm, I'm excited. 9.30 Eastern? <laughs> That's not, not part of our top four games, though. We um we bring you uh, our top four games every week. Uh, Viking Saints is not. What do you mean? Four. The Saints offense burrowing itself into the earth isn't going to be one of our top teams? Well, we don't know if Jameis or Michael Thomas is playing, so that's why I didn't make the cut. That's why. But you know what game we are going to start with? The Bills and the Ravens in Baltimore. This game. How are the Bills fared by three? That is an excellent question. One for which I don't really have an answer. Like, what is what is Vegas seeing? It's not that I don't like the Bills in this game. I just think with their roster being half injured, I know the Ravens' secondary has struggled mightily to start the season. I don't think the Bills are going to stop Lamar. I think there's going to be a lot of offense in this game which is the kindest way of promoting it. Like, I think there's just going to be a lot of offense. Um, but you're right. Lamar has looked like a world beater this season. Arguably the best QB in the league so far best this player. season. Yeah, best player. Next to Michael Parsons. Yeah. Um, and on, so yeah, but sorry, train of thought disappeared. No, he's going to be really good. The Bills right now, I'm not sure, are equipped to stop him. I mean, I don't know who on the – I don't think Von Miller can outrun Lamar, do you? No. I mean, it depends if Jordan Phillips plays for the uh, Bills as well, Micah Hyde, or excuse me, Jordan Poyer. I get those safeties confused all the time. I'm just really concerned. I don't know – that was such a devastating loss for the Bills in Miami – Considering what happened to her after what we know now, I think I got to take Baltimore at home. And it's not that I still don't think the Bills are great. I just think these injuries are going to really matter. And they got to try and get as healthy as possible because their schedule is not that easy. We said that in the division preview pod. I will say this, so I expect a huge game from Josh Allen again. Monstrous game. And if he can have a superhuman game and like Vaughn Miller can make a couple strip sacks on Lamar. They got a chance, but also like this Ravens team is legit. Their secondary has been questionable, which is kind of odd, but 
give me the Ravens. I know the Bills are fair by three, but give me the Ravens. Uh, I'm going to take the Bills in this game. I think the Bills are looking for a measure of revenge after last week. I think they have the better offense on the aggregate. Um, I just don't think the weapons are still quite there yet. Rashad Bateman's looked a little better. Devin Duvernay's having a nice season so far for the Ravens, but I just don't think they have the weapons to keep up. And, you know, we we say like, oh, the Bills defense, yada, yada, yada. I mean, in fairness to them, they held the Dolphins to 20 points last week or something like that. Yeah, well, it's after what we saw tonight on Thursday Night Football, Tua should have never played that second half. It's pretty oh, okay, fair, but they still walk down an offense with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. I mean, so there's still clearly some juice in that offense. I, I would say I- I'm gonna pick the Bills. I think they're gonna have a bounce back week, and I think it just could be a high scoring affair. Can you, you mind uh, putting that in the notes down so we uh get tracks since I got my phone. I'm not sure I want to after last week, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> the jinx of you going uh six and ten. Yeah. In both ATS and win total. Um, Did you but, have to rub in the salt into the wound like that? This one week. Okay, fine. <laughs> All right, next game. There's no way in hell I would have picked this to start the year. There's no way. But Jacksonville, welcome to our top four. You're going against the Philadelphia Eagles. Everybody's crowning the Eagles as the best team in the league. I think Jacksonville is sneaky good this year. Doug Peterson's really done wonders with this offense, and Devin Lloyd's emerged as a defensive rookie of the year candidate. Shout out to Devin Lloyd. Go Utes. But for real, I think this Jaguars team is legit. Their old lines played well. They're going to play the best the best team they've played yet. I mean, it should have been the Chargers, but they chargered, as Neil alluded to in our last episode. I, this Chargers is, are also mostly dead. This is such an intriguing matchup for both teams. I think they're both going to learn a lot about each other. Yeah, I, this is probably a bigger matchup for the Jaguars than is the Eagles. I think we just know who the Eagles are at this point. I think I'm pretty comfortable in saying they're good after three weeks. Uh, Lions are good, looking better than they expected. They beat them pretty somewhat handily. They kicked the Vikings' ass. They just absolutely crushed the Commanders. I- I'm willing to say I know who the Eagles are. This is going to be a big test for the Jaguars. She's right. They've looked spicy outside of that weird loss to the Commanders in week one. Their offenses look humming. Trevor's looked like more or less like the quarterback people expected coming out of college, and their defense has been good. Uh, the Josh Allen led pass rush has been kind of nice. But I just don't know if they have enough to keep up with this Eagles team because this Eagles team is stacked they have one of the best O-lines in the league which will help with the Josh Allen led pass rush they have a great receiving core with the one-two punch of Devonta Smith and AJ Brown and that's not even including Dallas Goddard who's also still on that team there's a wonderful time to receiving option I just think the Eagles have too much going on. The Jaguars are good. The Jaguars are a lot better, but I don't know if they have the talent punch quite yet to keep up with a team like the Eagles. How many points has the Philadelphia Eagles scored the last two games in the second half? Is it zero or three or something? Zero. That's my only worry about this Eagles team is that they don't come out in the second half and put up points, get points on the board. I'm a little worried about that. That's two weeks in a row. I mean, I they moved ca- the ball in the second half against the Vikings. I know. Then- I, I get it. But, like, that's still concerning. Like, a field goal? Like, can you get a field goal? 
I, I don't know. I think it's probably just a weird aberration, but you're right. That's something to monitor if they, for some reason, cannot score in the second half. So the Eagles are favored by six and a half. I'll, by the way, all these lines were as of ESPN this afternoon on Thursday. And we're going to lock them in for our show. So six and a half for the Eagles. Um, You know, I like the Eagles in this game. And I like them to cover. I think they just have a little too much for the Jags right now. I'm going to go Eagles, but I like the Jags covering. I feel like six and a half is a bit high. And actually, I think the Eagles are two and one ATS. I don't remember what the game was against the Lions, but they only won by three. They didn't cover against the Lions. Right. And I believe they covered they covered Washington. I'm pretty sure they covered Minnesota. So they're two and one. Despite putting up no points the last two games. So give me the Eagles, but the Jacks covering. Uh, next game number three is Neil's Chiefs against Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Our hearts, as we mentioned earlier, are with those in Southwest Florida and really the whole state of Florida. The game will be played in Tampa Bay. It's not being moved to Minnesota, as a lot of reports indicated. I'm a little surprised by that. Still, honestly, I figured it'd be all men, people on deck for like recovery efforts. Yeah, I get that. Tom Brady and uh, Bucks owner announced they're gonna. Excuse me. It's late here. Apologies, big yawn. Um, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers owner did announce they're going to donate to relief efforts down there. Um, my guess is is Tampa wasn't hit as hard, and that's why they're going to play the game. And I think if the storm hit Tampa like they originally planned to, they would not be playing in that stadium. They'd be playing in Minnesota. But anyway, the game will happen in Tampa Bay. Uh, the Chiefs are favored by one, so it's pretty much a pick em. Mike Evans is back for Tampa Bay. The Chiefs came off a not a good loss against the Colts in Indianapolis. Tampa Bay had a bad loss as well at home the previous week against the Packers. This is intriguing. Both teams want to get back on the ship. What do you think? Um, you're right. Both teams struggled and the, this game is going to probably be a low scoring affair, which is surprising when you say the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. That's surprising because both these teams traditionally very good offenses, but this year have struggled. Uh, the Chiefs have just struggled in general since their week one thrashing of the Cardinals uh, for various reasons that I could get into, but I'm not going to. The Buccaneers have been hurt up front and with the receiving core. So there's been a bit of a struggle bus and both these defenses are playing very well. Uh, all in all, though, I just I don't think the Chiefs are going to win this game. I think they're just worse on both sides of the ball. I mean, everyone's acting like the last two weeks are like, oh, it's just two weeks. It's fine. No, this is the same Chiefs team we saw like for half the season last year where they extremely struggled on offense and couldn't get things going. And Pat looked kind of like out of sorts in the pocket and like it just wasn't going well. There's a precedent here. And I just don't think the Chiefs are in sync right now i'm saying will they never no i don't know they their receivers could gel things could be fine and he could call the game of his life but i just don't think right now they have the firepower to beat tampa bay's defense and then on the other side tampa bay's getting mike evans back and they might be getting chris goblin back i believe i haven't seen that but that'd be huge yeah but they're getting mike evans back it's still brady and the chiefs defense is better but i still don't think it's great 
I'm I'm taking the Buccaneers in this game, man. I just I have serious concerns about the Chiefs' offense right now. I think the Chiefs' offense bounces back. <laughs> I think they ride the ship. I think Mahomes has a monster night on Sunday Night Football. I also think Tom has his first good offensive game too with Mike Evans back and potentially Chris Godwin. If what you're seeing and hearing is correct, I just I thought I saw that. I'll look at it. But I I I just. I know Tampa wants to win this game, and it's a bulletin board game. I love those, and this is perfect for Tampa. But then the best quarterback in the league is coming to your town. I I just really think the Chiefs want to get back and get back on the winning horse. So I like the Chiefs. I like them to cover, obviously, with one point. Did you find the Goblin news? You want me to keep going? Uh, he was at a, it's unknown. I think he might be on track, but we don't know. Keep going. Okay. I am going to keep going. Uh, our fourth game here is a division matchup between my Indianapolis Colts against the Tennessee Titans in Indiana in the state capital, beautiful Indianapolis. Um, a, a lot on the line for both teams, right? The Jaguars are leading the division, which dear Jesus, we did not see that coming at two and one. Uh, the Colts are one one and one, only a half game behind Jacksonville, and a half game up on Tennessee, who is one and two. These two teams will play each other in like three weeks. Like this is huge, and I feel like Indianapolis has to win this game more than Tennessee. Psychological reasons. I mean, Tennessee has to do it too because they. But, but they the, both see the Colts. To- the Colts have to go to Denver for a short week the following week. Mm, you're right. And, I, and I, if I if I'm in that building, I feel like if you could beat Tennessee and you lose to Denver, it's not catastrophic because it's not a division game. But you know what I also realized? What the first seven games of the Colts' schedule is all AFC teams, not huh. a single NFC team. Isn't that wild? That is interesting. So I just feel like. Indianapolis needs this game. And the Colts are favored by three, and I'm going to go with it. How I, it's a huge game. Like any, They have to beat Tennessee. They, Tennessee's had their number the last few years. And this is the year, right? If you're going to do it, it's now. You're more plugged into the Colts world. How are Shaq Leonard and DeForest Buckner doing? I know they were. Uh, I know DeForest was limited on Thursday. My gut says Shaq Leonard does not play. Yeah, that's based on what he said to the press today. That is unfortunate. Although, to be fair, the Titans' uh, running attack doesn't quite have the verve it once had. I'm like Derrick Henry is quite the same. Yeah, I'm with you. I think the Colts tamp down to win this game. I still have. I still think the Colts are have serious concerns, but so the Titans. I think the Titans' O line is. Honestly, I'm par with you guys. Is I think their running game's worse right now, honestly, because I just don't think Derrick Henry has it anymore, and their pass catching options are also limited. And like this, they beat they barely scraped out a win against a Vegas team last week when they were up double digits. Yeah, like they barely survived against Vegas last week, and that's concerning because it's not exactly like Vegas has been playing amazing. So yeah, give me the Colts to try and make up ground in the division, but. If the Jags keep playing strong, I'm not sure the Colts. This is it for the Colts this year. Well, they do get Jacksonville in two weeks. So they could 
you know, beat them away from Jacksonville. Man, they are stacking your guys' schedule at division games. I, I told you, five of the first seven games is division. It's a I, huge I you, stretch. My brain corrected it to conference because I couldn't fathom it. But, but they also did conference. Yeah. Like, it's a huge slate. The first seven weeks will make or break this team's playoff run when it gets to week 16, 17, 18. Like, that's what I'm saying. The Colts need this game because then they could go on the road on Thursday night football to Mile High City against the Broncos. And if they lose, it's not the end of the world. Where I feel like if you lose the, to Tennessee and potentially lose to Denver and you're 1 3 and 1, and then you get Jacksonville at home and then on the road to Tennessee, that that's tough. I think this is a must. This is not a must win. This game is very important for down the road. When we get to December and January. So give me the Colts to cover three. Two and a half. It's two and a half, excuse me. You got the cover too? Yeah, I got the cover. All right, let's move on to the rest of the games. Neil, we mentioned the London game, the Vikings and Saints. We do not know Jameis or uh, Michael Thomas is going to play. The Vikings are favored by two and a half on NFL Network. Again, that's a 930 kickoff Eastern time. That's 230 in London. I like the Vikings, Neil. I know it's prime time, and Kirk doesn't play well on prime time. But I like. Is it prime time? Is it really prime time? It is when I have Bailey's in my coffee. (laughs) Listen, okay. So when Neil and I went to college together in Utah, being in the Mountain Time Zone, it's by the way, the Mountain Time Zone is the greatest time zone to watch American sports. Hands down. I used to have Bailey's in my coffee, mimosas on Sundays when games started at 11. It was glorious. That doesn't make it prime time, though. That just means you're a low-key alcoholic. But it's the only game on. And, like, the whole world can watch it, mostly. You're right, but that doesn't mean it's prime time. It's still on at 9.30 in the morning. But the rest of the world can watch it. Is the rest of the world going to watch it? Probably because it they can actually watch that game. Well, yeah. still, I don't think we're gonna get prime time Kirk. I, I think Kirk will play fine. Oh god, it's at 8 30 my mm-hmm. time. I forgot about the time change. Mm. <coughs> um basket up, Neil. <laughs> sure. Hey, you get up for F1. <laughs> you can get up for this game. Yeah, I will already be up for the Singapore, so might as well. Um yeah, I just don't the big crutch of this game is the New Orleans offense looks like shit, and that could be down to, that could be down to just uh, Jameis being hurt. It could be down to play design. Could, yeah, a lot of things. But the point is, right now, the Orleans, the Saints look like shit on offense. Like they can't, they can't do anything like at all. It's it's really bad. I mean, they let the freaking Panthers dominate them, and on the other side of the ball, yeah, the Vikings aren't having exactly let the world on fire, but they still have Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook. And I believe that they could, you know, score some points in this game. And that'll be the difference. The Saints cannot score. The Vikings can score. Boom, I'm taking the Vikings to cover. Facts. Vikings two and a half. Moving on, we got the Browns and Falcons. The Browns are fair by one and a half. I don't feel like I need to give you any more analysis. The Browns are the better team, despite Jacoby being the quarterback. Give me the Browns, the cover. But I do think Cordell Patterson has a big game because Miles Garrett will not be playing this game. Yeah, see, and that's a big problem because I don't think is uh 
Oh my god. Their other edge rusher. Jadavian Clowney, is he gonna be playing? Do you know? I don't I haven't seen anything. Saying he will. If they don't have those two, I mean, it's gonna be tough slaying for the Browns that had trouble with the Steelers offense. But I think the Browns can manage the clock, run Nick Chubb and Cream Hunt, get key first downs, keep drives going and score touchdowns. Yeah, I'm actually taking the Falcons in this game. Wow. Yeah, they had some pep in their step to start this year, and I really think the Browns defense is going to struggle without Miles Garrett, and they weren't doing exactly doing amazing before. All right. All right. I respect that. Um, Commanders, Cowboys. Commanders announced they're wearing their all-black uniforms in Dallas. Cowboys to cover. It don't matter because Micah Parsons is going to hit Carson Wentz hard. This might be the best front four in the league by a wide margin, people. Like, okay, I don't want to get ahead of myself. You're getting ahead of yourself. But if this front four plays like this the whole year, mm-hmm. and if Dak gets his shit together, mm-hmm. I might have been a year early on them making a Super Bowl run. Down, boy. <laughs> Listen, pass rush wins championships. I'm sorry, how many points did the fucking Giants score on them on Monday? Don't matter. Pass okay. rush wins championships. It's impressive. Give me the Cowboys cover now. It's three points. Yeah, I'm not sure that pass rush will win them a championship, but it'll sure shit win them this game because you thought the you thought last game against the Eagles was rough, Carson. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Um Lions, Seahawks in Detroit, and the Lions are favored again, Neil, by four. Yeah, that's and, because the Seahawks are fucking gutter trash. That's gonna, the analysis. They're gonna cover that spread by a lot. Like, yeah, that's. Mm. There's no. Now, there's something else Swift, here. I don't think is playing. Ooh, that does kind of suck. But Jamal Williams is a fine backup. Yeah, they'll be, they'll be fine. So give me the Lions to cover. Ooh, this game next game is gonna be a suck bowl. <laughs> yeah. You know we had the Texans Bears and both quarterbacks. We're trash. Now, Daniel Jones is not trash with Dayball as his head coach, but the Bears go to the Meadowlands to face the New York football giants. The Giants are fair by three. I feel like it should be 10. Wow. Because the Bears' offense is that terrible. I don't think David Montgomery is going to play. Like, they, I, this Bears' offense is this terrible. Yeah, they better hope Khalil Herbert has another monster game this week, which I just don't think is going to happen. But the Giants need the receivers to get open and catch a damn ball. And that sh- it should be help that they're going up against the Bears. That should help a little bit. Yeah, because the Bears have one corner. It's Jalen Johnson. Give yeah, me the Giants enough. covering. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. I think the Giants win this one. I think they're just the better team on the whole, and the Bears are just such a like what they're running like a historically low number of pass plays right now. Like what the fuck? In a passing Chicago? league. I know. It's like what the fuck are you doing? Speaking of passing, our legend, our our supreme overlord, the greatest hunter of all time. Oh Zach Wilson makes his yeah. season debut. The big game hunter. Against a TJ Watt less Steelers in Pittsburgh. And the Steelers are fair by three. And you know what? I can't do it. I cannot take Pittsburgh with that offense. 
I'm going to take a chance and be on the Zach Wilson Island again, Neil. I think Garrett Wilson has like 200 receiving yards, a couple tutties. Mm. Give me the Jets with the upset. I actually agree with you on this oh one. My I, I just, I just don't, I, I see nothing in the Steelers. Nothing. They don't have TJ Watt. They don't have a defense. They keep Mitch Trubisky out there. They don't have a fucking offense. Yeah, I got nothing. And at least the Jets, I've seen a little bit of something this year. So yeah, give me the Jets. The Kenny Pickett chance will continue and get louder. Well, he should be fucking starting. Moving on. Chargers, Texans, and Houston. I don't know how the Chargers are fair by five, but then I remembered why. Houston's roster is terrible. Yeah. They just play hard. Yeah, which might be enough against the Chargers at this point. It really might be. Are you going to pick on the cover? No. I'm not here. I think the Chargers have a huge bounce back game because they have to. You can't be one and three in the AFC West. I don't know. You might be able to. (laughs) The Um, AFC West. It's not looked great so far. That's true. So that's the Sunday early games. Let's move on to the late games. Is the Cardinals, Panthers. I hate this slate this week. It's ugh, it's uninspiring. There's a couple Two weeks of in like, a row. Well, there's a couple of gyms in there. Ravens Bills is nice. I mean, if it was not for four is nice. Let's if this was honest. if it was two years ago, uh Chiefs Tampa would be spicy, but unfortunately that neither team looks great right now. And just yeah. Yeah. How the fuck are the Raiders favored? Can we start with that actually? I'm sorry. I just saw that. Looking at the Raiders, the winless. How are they favored? Because nobody knows what this Broncos offense is. You're right. Nobody knows what this Broncos offense is. But the point is, is the Broncos are self-inflicted wounds. The Raiders just fucking suck. Like, I could see the talent on the Broncos. They have some problems, but I could see the talent. The Raiders are dog shit. Fair. And they, like, and the Broncos despite their struggles on offense so far, have been a good defensive team, really. Like, they've done a really nice job. And the Raiders have shown zero ability to be a good offensive team. So, I I just, no. No, the Raiders should not be favored. The Raiders are fucking terrible. I'm actually taking the Raiders. Why? Because they have to win this game. They They needed to win, yes, they needed to win last week too And they let the fucking Derrick Henry on one leg And Ryan Tannehill throwing to a collection of dudes Like, I think I can name two of their receivers in fucking Tennessee right now And and one of them I can only name because I use them as an example of like Who the fuck is this guy? No! Fuck no! (laughs) Give me the goddamn Broncos all the way No, give me the the Raiders They gotta win this game Your funeral and they will cover the two and a half game winning field goal. Back to the Cardinals Panthers. Sorry, I just saw that in my mind. I can't, I, I don't know where to go. I don't like the one and a half for the Panthers. Nope. I don't trust the Cardinals. Nope. Can I pick a tie? No. Damn it. Give me Stay the Panthers. They're at home. This, this, give me the Panthers. I have no explanation. Maybe. Be, other than their defense will force turnovers. But McCaffrey hasn't practiced this week. If he does on Friday, great, but he didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, I I know on this Carolina team. I, I, I think the Cardinals have just enough simply with the presence of Kyler. 
to win them this game. And that's basically the tipping point because both sides, neither neither side of the football is great, but at least the Cardinals have a quarterback, which is more than I could say for Carolina this year. Patriots-Packers in Lambeau. The Packers are favored by 10 and a half. We don't know if Mac Jones is going to play. I did not pick Packers as my survivor, though, in my work league. When it's down to two of us, I took the Vikings. I like that play. It will probably bite you in the ass because it's the Vikings, though. I hate. I'm going to go out with the shit, baby. (laughs) I ride and die with Kirk Cousins. Give me the Packers to cover. And I hate these kind of spreads. But I feel like even if Mac was playing, I don't think they would cover. Yeah, I'm with you on this one, especially because I don't think Mac will be playing. Um, I think it'll probably be the Brian Hoyer Express. But even if he did, I don't think they cover. Yeah, they just don't have the weapons. Their defense doesn't have the juice they've had in years past. And yeah, the Packers are somewhat limited. They're somewhat finding Romeo Dobbs, but they still have their problems. But yeah, I don't see it. Give me the Packers to cover too. Moving on to our last game here, Neil, is Monday Night Football against the Rams. And the 49ers. Oh, joy. The TV Niners G in prime, on prime time. time. Amazing. And the, and the Niners are favored. Yeah, I actually do understand that. Why? Well, because as much as I like to clown on Jimmy, he is not that terrible consistently. Okay. And overall, I think the Niners roster is still better than the Rams roster, especially the Rams roster we've seen this year. I'm up to the point where I'm actually going to take the Niners in this game. The Trent Williams injury is going to be a thing. We're going to monitor how that that going forward, but I don't think the Rams have the pass rushing juice to make up for it. I don't think they have the ability to cover both Ayuk, all three of Ayuk, Kittle, and Debo Samuel downfield. I just don't think the Rams have enough on their roster to beat the Niners. And you know what? Yeah, maybe the Rams, maybe Jimmy blows himself up again, but he probably have a decent enough week this week yeah give me the Niners I'm torn yeah it's hard isn't it I feel like Jimmy's just terrible yep and I don't know if the Niners can overcome overcome without Trent Williams protecting his blind side give me the Rams we went against against each other a lot this week I just feel like it's that difficult I think the Rams really get after Jimmy without Trent Williams. And I don't know if their running game is going to be the same without Trent Williams. And that's fair. So, all right. Neil, that's uh, week four. It's not great, Bob. It has potential. Possibly. Please, God, give us potential. All right, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We greatly appreciate you listening to us. We'll be back after Neil's Chiefs beat the Buccaneers on I, Sunday Night Football. I hope. <laughs> Even though God, you pick I against hope. them. Just because I pick against them doesn't mean I want them to lose. Listen, what was our rule in band when it came to picking games? Always bet on the Utes. Yeah, there was a reason for that rule though. It's because we were it's because we were in Vegas, and if they lost, we were going home the next day anyway. So who the hell cared? The point is, <laughs> stick with your team 
and let the rod happen, baby. On that note, have a great day. We'll be back after Sunday Night Football. Bye, everybody.